Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every week we find a movie to talk about, and this week we got a we got a doozy. Oh man, this really was a doozy. This was hard to watch. <laughs> just just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. A hair. I mean, before we get into it, uh, today is kind of a holiday for movie fans. It, it's a special day for us all. It is. It's August 18th, which means it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre Day. It is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Day. Anniversary of I, when the first film is set, right? When it's set. I mean, I don't know the whole speech by heart. I, I, I could plan through, but I woke up like 10 minutes ago, so that that's not happening. Yeah, that's not going to work. But yeah, so it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre Day, you know. Uh, and it's also our 101st. Because we were so excited to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. We forgot to mention that last week's episode was our 100th episode. Yes, uh, so we, we'll just celebrate our 101st episode. I've got my Dr. Pepper... Uh, Dang got I, shit. <laughs> I, I, can, I can find a bottle of whiskey somewhere. But, um, yeah, so, but today, we're continuing on with our Texas Chainsaw Massacre Month as our uh, lead up, I guess, into the I like that you movie. had a hard time saying that. Like, it was, you know, someone was stabbing you in the soul, like, Texas well, Chainsaw Part 3. Leather, mm. yeah, well, because it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, well, it's Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. There's a lot of words in this title. Yeah. But there's not a lot in this movie. No. No, there isn't. I mean, I had a hard time kind of focusing on it, let alone finding this film. Yeah. Uh, The only way you can watch is if you rent it, and I was like, I don't feel like renting, so we, you know, we watched it together. But yeah, I I looked everywhere, and it was just like, uh, I think I even found a webpage dedicated to finding this movie, and it gives you list by list, you know. Um, Netflix, Hulu, Paramount, and it was just not on the streaming site, not on the stream. It was like, okay. Well, this This is is a Dean, you know, Dean's bin kind of pull. A a little bit. Well, this is the leather, this is the Texas Chainsaw movie that the fandom forgot. Uh, I can see why. Yeah. Um, because the first one is like a master out of the original quadrilogy because i think there's four out of the original franchise mm-hmm. the first one is oh it's the masterpiece yes. you know that thing is the granddaddy of slashers mm-hmm. then you had two which is oh this is like some weird campy cult mm-hmm. hit movie it, it's a movie that if you're a big horror fan and you like weird campy black humor it's a big find yeah and then the next one we're going to talk about next generation that one is like this weird amalgamation, like, funny bad movie. But this one is just, um, generic? I mean, I know last week I was saying, you know, what the fuck is this? And I I still enjoyed it, but I was still kind of like, what is going on compared to the masterpiece of the original? And then we jumped to this kind of black comedy, horror comedy-esque film. Mm. And then we watched this one, and the whole time I kept thinking I'd rather be watching two. I'd rather be watching part two. Because at least part two's interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, in this movie, we have Kane Hodder, who plays Leatherface. Well, well technically, no. He's just a stunt coordinator. He only oh, plays him in the trailer. Jesus. The, yes, that's the, that's the bait and switch. Yes, the gentleman who plays Leatherface is actually R.A. Mihalyov? Mi- Mihalyov? Mihalyov, I think. Very apologies. Yes, we, he we actually this. he actually plays um, Leatherface. I mean, in this film, I feel he looks 
a little bit closer to the original Leatherface in stature. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I like that, you know, Leatherface, like the original film, he's this, you know, kind of larger than life, big, you know, scary figure. Yeah. Versus the second film where he's kind of shorter in stature and it's kind of... He looks more like just a dude in a mask. Well, I mean, a shorter dude compared to Gunnar Hansen in the first movie. So it's like, you know, like, well, what happened to Leatherface? He lost, like, you know... He lost like a, a he lost like eighty, 80 pounds and like well, six inches not, height. Not weight, but it was like he lost like a good five six inches in height. It's like did he shrink? Is this honey? I shrunk the leather face. Like what is going <laughs> that on? That would be an interesting mashup. Well, I mean, even the beginning of this movie, because you know we have like the trailer that plays before the DVD starts. Yeah. So you know we have the video constantly playing, and when I started the TV and it was showing it. I'm like, are we getting um like a Goodfellas reference when he's sitting there, you know, piecing the mask together and he's like slicing the skin very close? It reminded me of the Goodfellas when he's, you know, uh, slicing kind of, the, 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 the garlic, garlic in prison. Actually, well, because this comes out in 1990, so it's not a Goodfellas reference because they come out like the same the same year. year. But I think it's more of a reference to. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, because I know one of them, the opening sequence is Freddy building the glove. Yeah. And this is Leatherface building the, the, the face. Which is kind of interesting because, do, do you know anything about how this movie came to exist? No, I just watched it. So. Oh, of course. Yeah, I <laughs> didn't spoil, you know, anything for myself. But after watching this, it's like, what? Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. Spoilers. So well, it, it's not really a spoiler, but what happens is so there's the first movie, right? Yes. The ownership of that movie is like Toby Hooper, some friends, whatever. It's like some weird production company. Then the second one comes comes around, and that's like a real studio, mm-hmm. and they own the rights, and they make that make another one, yeah. and then they decide, you know what? We haven't made a sequel in like six years because mm-hmm. I believe. Um, Texas Chainsaw 2 came out in like 86? 86, 86, yeah. 86. Okay, so they don't make one for four years, so they just sell the rights to New Line Cinema. Mm-hmm. The the house that Freddy built. Yes. And because New Line knew that, well, Nightmare on Elm Street's coming to an end, because Robert Unglands were not going to keep him on to do another, like, five of these into the 1990s. Little <laughs> did they know. So <laughs> they were under the assumption they were going to just start cranking out Leatherface movies, like... One every two years, two or three years, and they'll just do that from now on. Mm. But they make this movie. Which you can tell is a departure from the first two a lot. Yeah. I mean, considering how many people are in this cannibalistic family. Oh, God, it's one of the weirdest continuity problems in in the horror genre. Believe me, when we get to the house in the movie, I'm like, okay, you know, she's she's thinking she's safe. It's like a ranger station. I, I off the bat, no. No, you're walking into Leatherface's house. And it's just, you know, more people appear in the house. And it's like, my God, is it like, you know, is this the extended, you know, family reunion movie? Are we going to get a Christmas special? Well, that, and that's the thing. Because this movie tries to completely ignore the second one but still like tip the hat to it that's why it's like okay where's the cook you know he took the the chainsaw up the butt but i you know i think he would have survived that well the the character might have but i believe the actor had passed away by this point 
And then they don't, you know, they kind of gloss over Leatherface getting impaled with the chainsaw, chainsaw. multiple times. Well, and that's the thing. They completely ignore the second movie. Mm-hmm. After, at the opening text scroll basically erases the second movie, only acknowledges the first. And that Sally has died. And Sally's died. But they still nod to the fact that the second one exists because we see Stretch in yeah, the movie. Stretch is the um, is like li- a news reporter, n- but news she doesn't reporter. have any lines. She's just there. That and I think I checked it, and her name was different. So I'm like, okay, so is that like an Easter egg? You know, hey, we we have her in here for a brief cameo. Not you know, she transitioned from what she wanted to, where she was like, I don't want to be a shock jock forever. I want to do actual journalism. So I was like, oh, hey, cool, are they going to tie that into the story and then we never see Stretch ever again? I know. And we, and the other thing is, how big is the Sawyer family? Because in the first, and I, because in the first movie, it's the three of them, right? Yeah. Then you have Chop Top, who shows up on the fourth, and then this one, it's like a whole new family. So does Leatherface just, just bum, just couch surf with his extended family? Is he just the eternal you know, college dropout. Is that Leatherface? I have no idea. I mean, we, we, I mean, even the little girl in this movie, it's like, well, whose daughter are you? Who, you Leatherface? It's like, is that Leatherface's daughter? Is that Viggo Mortensen's daughter? Also, Viggo Mortensen is in this movie. I mean, it's like one of his first major movie roles, I think. I, I think that was one of the only things keeping me you know, like, okay, I gotta, you know, push through and watch this movie, because Vigo as Tex in the movie. He's really good. He's actually, like, the and, best actor in the movie. And it's predictable that he's gonna be part of the... The, the Sawyer leather, family, because he's a, also a hitchhiker, and he's mm-hmm. weird. But it's like, ooh, handsome cowboy, he's gonna save us all, and it's like, no, he's not. It's like, no. Do we want to tell people what the movie's about? Why don't you tell me what the movie's about? Ah, fuck. All right, I'll give it a shot. All right, everybody. So here is the quick rundown of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 Leatherface. So we start with Michelle and Ryan, who are the most... The worst couple in film history, because they have negative chemistry with each other. I mean, there's been a lot of people in films that have been like... Really? You're supposed to make me believe that these two love each other, like each other, tolerate each other? These two hate each other at the gate, right? Yeah, and you... you the know, relationship is on a thread. Michelle's, like, leaving him, I think, but she wants to go on a cross-country journey before she leaves? And, you know, both of them are thinking, dude, we should have just broke up. I should have taken the flight all the way over to Florida. I should have just stayed back in California. Well, they're delivering the car, right? Yeah, like that's the that's the gl- hand wave excuse to Yeah, they're delivering the... her dad's car. Yeah. So it's like again, after everything they've gone through, it's like we should have just shipped the car, avoided all of this. Yeah. Because that car is is total by, oh, yeah. I don't know, the 30-minute mark of the movie. The first accident where, you know, they end up in the, the trees or the ravine, it's just gone. Yeah. But as, I, as we digress, so Michelle and Ryan are traveling through Texas there. Michelle's going to leave for college on in England or some, some such nonsense. But they're delivering her dad's car, so they have to drive through America. Yeah. They're driving through Texas. Which yeah. takes, you know, like a year. Like a Texas year. Texas is a massive state. It's huge. 
and on their way, they get um, sidetracked, and they're going to take a shortcut through the uh, back roads of Texas to cut time off. And on the way, they bump into a, oh no, the last chance gas station, where they happen upon a very um, crazy um, gas station attendant. Uh, is What's his name? Alfredo? Is that what the fucking IMDb have... says? Yeah, it looks like it says Alfredo. Okay. Uh, that's a weird... Okay, I, I don't think they say his name in the movie. I mean, I, I'm just trying to think, not as um, a reviewer, I'm just letting my imagination go. I'm just kind of like, you know, okay, well, as Tex, you know, welcome to, you know, my home. I'm Tex. This is my cousin Alfredo. That's my brother Leatherface. That's our creepy little cousin over there. Yeah, it's weird. There's Grandpa, who's like 500 years old. Also, Grandpa makes an appearance in this movie. Of course he does. Um, But they come across the Last Chance gas station where they come across Alfredo and Tex. And Tex convinces them to, instead of taking the normal, like, back mm-hmm. Texas highway, to take this this offshoot, right? Of course. To try and, you know, help him get home. Mm-hmm. But then Alfredo jumps out, you know, after being stopped from having a, a, a peep show in the bathroom and starts yeah. waving a shotgun around. And then Michelle and Ryan run off. They leave Tex to his fate. And then they still go down Tex's, like, dirt family road. Yeah. And then... As they drive through the night, they come across Leatherface, who attacks their car and then runs them off even deeper into the backwoods of Texas, where they crash. They meet Benny, which is Ken Foray, mm-hmm. who is, again, really good actor. Oh, yeah, he's been Do- in a ton of films. He's been in Dawn of the Dead. He's He is um one of, like, the, the better genre actors mm-hmm. of, you know, the 1970s and the 1980s, but... Man, he feels so wasted in this movie. Yeah, because, I mean, he's just getting thrown around, knocked out, and it's like, no, we need action hero. Yeah, or or the other thing is, he's supposed to be playing this survivalist character named Benny. Yeah. But he's really acting like, kind of, I don't know, kind of like, not really caring that everyone's in danger a little bit. I don't know. He's he, seems he feels like, like he's in a different movie. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It feels like two different movies because he's kind of excited in a way to bump into you know other people, like the girl that's completely covered in blood that's been outrunning Leatherface. It's not like, oh my god, are you okay? It's just like, oh shit, another one. But uh, then an- it, another dumb white person I have to save out in the woods. And then it's like, oh, you're injured? Okay, let me help you. And you want a cigarette? Okay, we'll smoke. Oh, you got a lighter? Okay, cool. He's just chilling in yeah. the woods having a smoke. Well, they he knows there's some crazy hillbillies chasing people. I mean, granted, he is a survivalist, so maybe he is comfortable in a sense where you're, you know, constantly living in danger because you're out in the wild. I, I like how they just hand wave survivalist. When he even admits he's like a weekend warrior. He yeah. goes on he goes on like camping trips to prepare for the big bang like that's his words in this movie and i'm like you are basically one of those doomsday preppers on a and e yeah i mean when they could have turned him into like rambo chasing leatherface through the the woods at night and going after the family you see i think that's probably where they wanted to go they probably wanted like a rambo versus leatherface movie but they couldn't like line it up or that was probably part of like the script writing thing where they were like eh we'll we'll make it actiony cuz this is like 
the actiony one, right? Yeah, I mean, there's fire, there's Explosions. more stunt work. I mean, an ear is shot off. Is this the, actually is this the first gun in the franchise? Let's see. Because the first one, the first one, there's no gun. There's no gun. I mean, the the chainsaw's only used a couple of times for no, it's only used once for a kill, right? For in uh, the first movie, yeah, in the first, movie. yeah, it's only used on Franklin in the second movie. It's, I yeah it, no because we make a point that Dennis Hopper never fires his gun in the movie yeah so yeah I think this is the first movie where a gun or a rifle is used and it's just like and it and it feels so anti-climactic but yeah because I I think we're so used to it's just regular people dealing with something you know that we should never deal with you know a crazy cannibalistic chainsaw loving family and and. So it's like, yeah, it makes sense why no one would have a gun. And in this movie, it's like, you know, a Western, you know, okay, you know, shoot out at uh, noon, let's go. Which is kind of, kind of funny, because these movies take place in fucking Texas. All these people should be strapped to the, to the teeth, if I'm being honest here. I guess, but, I mean. But they run into Benny, literally run do. into him, because they crash their cars into each other, yeah. running away from Leatherface. And then the, like... Uh, Michelle and Ryan, they're worse for rare, worse for wear. Yeah. And Benny, he's you know survivalist badass. He he's Rambo, and he flags down Tinker, the Tinker Sawyer, who's the the Sawyer member who's really into technology, who has the hook hand. Yeah, so the hook hand, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the hook hand, and he drives the um the pickup truck or the tow truck, and mm-hmm. he's and he's gonna help Benny flip his car, right? And he flips it, all right. He, he flips it, trying to kill Benny. Mm-hmm. And right around this point, that's when we have Michelle and Ryan just running madcap through the woods, while Benny's running madcap through the woods well, as Leatherface chases them, It right? takes them to run madcap through the woods because Benny, being a good guy, gives them painkillers. You know, oh, you've just been in an accident. Let me give you something to kind of, you know, dull the edge off. And then uh, Michelle's kind of like, hey, you know, I'm starting to feel kind of drowsy. He's like, Oh yeah, those pills might make you sleepy, and it's just like we're trying to outrun Leatherface. And that's also a thing, like, bro, you just like like roofied some car crash victims. Yeah, they probably have like concussions. Like Michelle was knocked out when you dragged her out of the car. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, probably I, I shouldn't wouldn't... give them painkillers. Yeah, I'm like that's kind of the number one thing with the concussion. You don't let the person sleep. <laughs> also, he's just this guy cruising through the woods with just a fat bottle of Vicodin. Back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Leatherface. Long title. So, they are running through the fucking woods. Ryan gets caught in a bear trap. Dead. Yeah. And Michelle doesn't really seem to care. Because, fuck Ryan. Well, I mean, she watched him die. <laughs> she, she, she watched she him get... She didn't really care. She, she watched him get got, like, two times. And she's like, okay, now I'm gonna dip. Now, we're, now after I know you's dead, I'm gonna leave. She's like, fuck you, Ryan. Remember when you, I was trying to talk to you and you had the headphones on in the car? Fuck you. <laughs> Vindictive women. Vindictive. And then she runs across and sees a house in the middle of the bumfuck nowhere, goes inside, and is attacked by the little girl, who is the youngest member of the Sawyer family. I guess. I mean... Also a socio-psychopath, and then they capture Michelle, and they're gonna do the dinner scene again, because we yeah, need to but, have a dinner scene in every movie. But you forgot... That this little girl had a bone shank. And a and a bone doll. A skeleton doll, yeah. Yes. Is that a baby skeleton? 
I have no idea. I just know it was creepy, and I didn't want it. Yes. But she is the, she is the spooky girl. And they have the dinner scene again, but with a new family, you have Mama Sawyer, then and Tex, and Tinker, and and Leatherface, a little girl, and they're gonna and they string up and they kill and they chop up Ryan real good and they're gonna feed her to Michelle and all that stuff. Yeah. And that's when Benny finally shows up. And he just opens fire on the on the Sawyer house, right? <laughs> it Big turns explosion. into, you know, the okay corral. You know, uh, Tinker gets his ear shot off. It lands on the stove. You hear the hiss. Uh, I think, what is it? Um, Grandpa gets shot in the nose. I think he gets shot a couple of times Grandpa, in the face. Grandpa gets shot dead. Mama Sawyer gets shot dead. Tex dodges the bullets, but he then proceeds to go outside and get into a, a knockdown dragout brawl with Ben. And I like this. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because up to this point in the movie... Uh, Tex or Viggo Mortensen is like the best actor in the movie yeah. by far. I think he understands that he's in kind of a a not good movie, but he's not um he's not phoning it in. He's kind of playing up Tex as this guy who just has this tough guy persona, but he's not actually all that like secure. He's always telling people just why don't you just call me Tex? Like, come on, I'm trying to keep up an image here. I mean, I'm wondering for Vigo if he kind of tapped into his character being kind of like Ted Bundy, where Mm -hmm. it's, you know, this attractive man that would draw in people and make them feel like, oh, you know, this person would never hurt me. This is not not a weirdo. He's not a weirdo or a serial killer. And it's like, oh, no, he's a weirdo serial killer and cannibal. Yeah, and also, like, that insecurity he brings to it. I really think, like, he understood he's supposed to play... A serial killer. Yeah. Whereas, like, Tinker is playing a character. Tinker is, like, the new cook. Yeah. Which is weird, because he's... He is obviously really intelligent. He makes his own, like, talk box for, like, the... Like, Mama Sawyer. Yeah. He... uh, I mean, granted, he also builds a speaking spell for Leatherface. Yeah, that was a weird scene. You know, Fun, funniest scene in the movie. I mean, the picture of the clown and then, you know, Leatherface typing out food mm. over and over. And like, he's Bruh. getting so frustrated when it says, that's not what it is. He's like, God damn it. I will never get my GED like this. And then Ben's looking through, what the fuck is going on here? And I'm like, yeah, I'm with you, Ben. I have no idea what's going on here. It's weird. But that scene with Ben and Tex fighting out in front of the car mm-hmm. and the fire eventually kind of reminded me of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah, with, yeah. With Indy, and they're trying to get the plane to, to escape, and he gets into the, you know, the knockdown, drag-out fight with the big guy, and there's that ring of fire that appears. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm, like, I'm picking up on, you know, a couple different movies here. Yeah, I was thinking more like um, They Live, where the the two actors and They Live, they get into a knockdown, drag-out brawl in the alley, and it's like the best fight scene in a movie. It's, well, it's so good. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Yeah, it's Rowdy Rowdy Piper, and it's great. But they... And and this movie, it's a good fight. It's a good, mm-hmm. like, action sequence. It's a good action beat. Vigo gets lit on fire. And it's like, oh, it's good. And then, you know, Michelle's running through the woods. And she's being chased by Leatherface. And then, eventually, Leatherface is about to get her. But then, you know, Benny bursts out. And he's able to defend Leatherface off in one of the worst cut sequences I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Is Benny dead? And then, but, because Benny, I'm pretty sure Benny's dead. 
And then Leatherface disappears. And then he bursts out of the water like he's Jason. But we never yeah. see him submerge in the water. No. And we have no relation to where the fight is to where Michelle is. And then Michelle is like, oh god, it's finally over. And then Leatherface pops out like he she thought he died, but we don't have that part. And it's, it's really confusing. Yeah, because, I mean, I think Leatherface falls in the water. I'm trying to remember, does Ben hit him in the head with, like, a rock or something? I think so. I think that's what's going on. So, he hits him in the head with the rock, and then the chainsaw falls in, and that's spinning as they're doing their, their thing. Yeah, so I think, you know, he hits him with the rock, and then I think Michelle, you know, continues to, like, beat him in the head with the rock. So it's like, okay, assuming that, okay, he's dead now, he's in the lake, he has turned into Jason... Because Kane Hodder is attached to this product, so let's... Let's do some Jason Let's homage. do some Jason stuff in this movie. And then, yeah, she decides, okay, let's let's just walk until we find something. And that's when, you know, Ben finds her in the truck. Which is so dumb, because I thought Ben was dead. You can um, never tell with these movies. You always think someone's dead, and then you have a jump scare, and it's really one of our main cast that's like oh no i'm still good yeah ben appears he's gonna he's gonna drive michelle to, to safety but then alfredo appears which we haven't seen in a long time yeah and he is and then he knocks ben out and he's gonna try and get michelle but michelle finally finds it in herself to 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 kill a man in self-defense which you know she you know, shoots him point blank in the chest with a, a shotgun he did he did, but I also feel like he didn't fly that far. <laughs> well, I mean, in real life, you don't actually, like, fly back 20 feet when you're shot. You know, I've seen tons of movies where people are shot with some big, you know, artillery, and they go flying. I was kind of hoping for that. Yeah, with you this kind of movie... You get shot and fly off the, off the truck and explode against the tree. Well, not explode, but I thought, okay, he's gonna get some air and he's gonna land on the desert ground. And I'm like, well, no, he landed right there in the truck. I'm like, that's not cool. He kind of just falls over, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, no, I need, like, a big, exaggerated slow motion, you know. <sighs> and then, yeah, and then they drive off in the sunset, trying to say a badass line at the end. You know, there's a lot of roadkill in Texas, and then they drive off. And then, you know, Leatherface's silhouette revs his chainsaw as they drive off, because this is a generic 90s slasher movie golden chainsaw yes the he, saw is family because he does get that as a present in the climax of the movie he does he does i so mean everything's movie. bigger in texas so so this fucking movie though uh i mean it was a rough watch i but the thing is is like the movie's not it's not like offensive it's not like horrible it's just bland yeah, it needed more story, more punch. Well, this would have been, like, a great, like, fourth or fifth installment into a series. Well, I mean, for a third film, I really felt that this should have been more of, like, an origin story where we can see, like, maybe... We get, like, a prequel. Or, or you know, or... even cuts back to, you know, uh, Leatherface's upbringing, so we see him as a child. Mm-hmm. And we see what kind of pushes him into, you know, the the masked killer that we know. Well, fun fact, the uh, Leatherface movie, the more recent one from 20-something... The Netflix one? Uh, I don't think it's the... It's not the newest one, but there is another movie just called Leatherface. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's a prequel. It's him as a child. Okay. Upbringing thing. That's also very bad. Mm. But here's the thing. 
So this movie comes out in 1990. The yeah. first movie is from what 73, 74, 74, 74, and then a decade plus later, 86. We, in 86, we get two, and then four years after that, we get this one. But the golden age of the slasher was the 1980s, right? It was the 1980s, but in the 90s, it was coming back because we got Scream. Well, we had Scream in 96. I know, but, you know, this could have really been the jumping off point, and it wasn't, because, I mean, this, like you said, and I agree, it was very on the bland side. So it was just kind of like, yeah, I could see where it might feel, okay, slashers are over with, and then we get Ghostface six years later, and it's like, oh no, it's back! It's but alive! it's a different slasher. Oh, yeah. It's a whole different kind of medium then. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is the golden age of the slasher was like the 1980s. We get Jason, we get Freddy, we get Chucky. Mm-hmm. Um, we Hellraiser, we get all these like big slasher franchises. Mm-hmm. With Leatherface, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, it seems so forgotten. We get one movie in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? And it's this very campy, over-the-top horror comedy but it's like but that feeds into 80s culture you know yeah, like yeah. campy cult classics and then we have this movie which if this was made in like 87 probably would have made it probably would have been a much better watch because let's be honest once you're on like you know friday the 13th part 5 mm-hmm. or nightmare on elm street 4 they're not very good movies. They're just there to keep your attention and be, you know, big bombastic slashers. Yeah. This would have been a great 80 slasher, but in 1990, this feels so passe. This yeah. feels like like they've just distilled the most generic slasher formula from the 1980s and gave you this in just a leatherface shell. Yeah. You know, it just kind of feels bad, man. Yeah. Should I be expecting a better film for the fourth one? Or? Um, to, to spoil a, pl- a point, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4 was never meant to be released to the public. Oh, God. It was made. It was considered unreleasable. It was shelved. And then Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger became... Zellweger? Renee, Renee Zellweger. Re- that one. Became ultra famous. So they decided, we'll put their names on the on the top of it and release it. Technically, I think it's their both of their first film. Okay, I mean, I could see why, because, I mean, Vigo's in this movie, and this mm. is an early film of his. Yeah, so also like, this introduces, like, Kate Hodge, who's yeah. our leading lady, but I she's been a working actress forever. She's been on a bunch of TV. I know, but, but I mean... This first movie is a pretty poor showing, I guess. But, I mean, for a lot of actors, you know, they, they get their first early starts in horror, like Jamie Lee Curtis... Yeah. She was in Kevin, Halloween. Kevin Bacon was in Kevin Nightmare. Bacon. It, you know, these... Crispin Glover was in um, Crispin Glover, Johnny Depp. God damn, there's a fucking shit ton of them. Oh, yeah. So it's like these, you know, especially like Johnny Depp, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Kevin Bacon, these first movies where it's like make or break, very, you know, okay, it's the director putting all their money into it and they turned into cash cows because these movies were epic and then you know the franchises kept going and going and going mm-hmm. and it's just like oh man these are just getting worse and worse and worse because we're straying so far away from the the origins of the films the stories do you understand why i said last week that this is trying to be a back to 
basics approach, but they never watch the first movie. Yeah, I get it now. It it feels like they're trying to make the first movie, but only from what somebody else told them, like, secondhand, right? Yeah, it's like, no, this is nothing like the first film. Yeah, like, yeah, there's a hitchhiker character, but he's, like, completely different. There's, like, the dinner sequence, but it's not, it's not very good. No. There's, like, the friends travel across the country, but they're, like, so bland. It's a thing where it's just, it's, like, the most forgettable one in the franchise. There's no barbecue. There's no barbecue. But is the movie bad or just forgettable? I think maybe forgettable, because it's just, there was nothing really in there that was like, ooh, that's a moment that's going to stick with me. It's just, it's too funny, or it's just so... Over the top. Over the top, iconic, scary. Like, I keep thinking about Leatherface popping out of the the record room in part two. Yeah. Because that is such a good jump scare. And you know what's going to happen, but it lulls you because you're seeing the the back and forth between uh, Chop Top and Stretch. And Bill Mosley is chewing the scenery in the best way possible. And in this movie, it's like, you know, yeah, we have a couple of jump scares, but they're not scary. They're they're predictable. Um, Also, we have Leatherface and that leg brace. Yeah, which it's calling back to the first movie because remember he gets he chainsaws his leg on accident. So they have the leg brace trying to create continuity with the first one. For me, it felt more like he only had like a spur on. That's what it kind of sounded like. It didn't sound like a brace. It just sounded like a single spur hitting the ground. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, is is that like, you know, his calling card? Apart from the chainsaw, you hear the the clinking of the metal and that's, you know, okay, he's coming. You got to hide. Yeah. But it's like... Yeah, there wasn't really anything in this movie that, oh, I'm going to remember that later, or that was cool. It's like, nah. It it makes sense why this is the, the forgotten sequel. Yeah. You know, it's just, this would have been, like, an understandable, like, fifth film in the franchise, but as the third one, I'm like, the third one of all these other franchises is, like, Dream Warriors. Yeah. Or, like, Friday 13th Part 3, where we, you know, Jason gets his mask, and we mm-hmm. have some of the most memorable, like, teenagers from the series, or... And isn't that the, the 3D version, too? Uh, yeah, and the 3D version. Another number 3 movie, um, Scream 3, when they go to Hollywood. Yeah, but that's, like, the worst one in that franchise. It is, but it's so good. I it's, love that franchise. I know so it's it like, is, but it's so bad. It's so bad, but I love it at the same time. Yeah, but... Uh, but, but, there, but there's, you know... These third movies where it's like they're either hit or miss. Some, you know, really knock it out of the park, like Dream Warriors. Yeah. Uh, miss would be like Scream 3, but I have such a deep love for the... Yeah, and the other thing is Scream 3 is a functional movie. I mean, it also got a lot of good star power to it, because it got Carrie Fisher, it got Jay and Silent Bob. There was a yeah, lot of... Yeah, but everybody hated the fact Jay and Silent Bob were in that movie. I don't know, I kind of like that they were in it. Uh, yeah. But, but it's just like... You know, we've got a number three film here, and it's kind of like dead in the water. No pun intended. Oh, God. But that, but that's the thing. I feel like the... Also, the luster of Leatherface, I mean, it started It started in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And, it, and all these different studios want it to be this long-lived, you know, we make one of these every three years franchises, mm-hmm. right? That's what they tried to do with the um, the reboot series in like the early two thousands. 
They had yeah. like the first one, then they did um leather then they did Texas Chainsaw a new be or a new beginning mm-hmm. uh which is or the beginning which is the prequel and then they tried to relaunch the series again with Chainsaw 3D and then the Leatherface movie and then we have this new one on Netflix but the thing is is like I think the the franchise is just not that complicated I don't think you can get a lot out of the movies No I mean I I think they should have kept it just one and two and I mean, I'm saying too because I've seen it now, and now with Chop Top, it's kind of like he's an iconic character. And you in can kind of see what Toby Hooper was going for, right? Yeah. There's a, a vision there. It's just weird, and the script is so like choppy. But it fits with '80s culture, so it's like I can see why it would exist, and I don't mind it now that I've seen it. Because from the beginning, I've just wanted it to be. Just the original movie, that's it. It needs to be a standalone film. It's it's like The Strangers. You know, we had The Strangers come out in the early 2000s. It was scary. And now, I think they signed up for, like, another trilogy. So we're I getting another so. three movies. So it's just like, I after mean, a while, it just becomes overkill. I have, I have a friend, and I asked him, Hey, what's your favorite, like, horror series, right? Or yeah. slasher series? And he said, oh, Halloween, but I only count the first movie. Like, what do you, I was like, well, what do you, what do you mean? And he's like, Halloween is uh, my favorite slasher. It's yeah. the best slasher. Yeah. Um, but I will not count any movie after the first one. I'm like, so you, so you don't like the series. You just like the first movie. And he's like, no, there's no rest of the series. It's just the first movie. The the first movie only exists to him. To only exists to him. And I'm like, well, that's kind of pedantic. What, wait, With which Texas... friend is this? I think I know who it is. But... I, I won't, I won't name drop him on, on the here you can whisper it to me who is uh, it later later it's one of those things where with this franchise i can see that because i don't think anyone would really dig if you really dig the first one two and three would just seem like totally different franchises yeah i mean because three feels like it's like halfway between a jason movie and then it has a bunch of freddy homages and the be- and it has a freddy homage in the beginning jason homage at the end there's the swamp and if it feels like it's so cookie cutter it's taking from all these different franchises nothing feels unique about this yeah it's it's not its own thing and i can see that with your friend you know i i can see where yeah maybe they should have just stopped at the first film i mean i know john carpenter didn't want to do Halloween 2, and that was the studio saying, hey, this is a cash cow. We gotta do this. Which is why Halloween 3 is Season of the Witch. He wanted to make an anthology series. Yeah, so it's like, I can see how when it's taken out of the creator's hands and it's kind of turns into this... Franchised amalgam? Yeah. But where I'm gonna disagree with your friend is that I like, in the 2018, you know, it kind of bypasses everything that happened in between 78... And 2018, and it's like, okay, we're going to jump off into this story, and it makes a little bit more sense. It's kind of been tweaked and corrected. And I'm, with this one, it just feels like we're just going to keep going with, we're adding more family members. Uh, the, the cops still haven't figured it out. Multiple what, cops in the state of Texas. Which is another thing. Why is it that, why does it feel like the cops are continually covering for the Sawyer family. Because they, in the second one, they actively don't try to search for him. In the third one, in this movie, they know there's some crazy backwoods hillbillies, you know, digging up bodies and leaving mass graves. But they don't seem to want to talk about it or investigate it. They're just, like, dealing with it and moving on. 
I mean, they even make a point in the second movie when they're doing the, the speech in the beginning of the film where these people are being killed in, you know, chainsaw murders, but they're going to keep hiding it from the press and from the public. And it's just like, well, isn't that something you want to warn people about? You know, there's these crazy people with chainsaws out trying to kill random people. Be warned. Stay away. And it's like, no, we're just going to keep it under our hat and not say nothing. So in this franchise, we've got the cops that are just kind of like, yeah, you know, we're just going to turn a blind eye and, you know, pretend it's not happening. Yeah, the sheriff, Boss Sawyer, that's who it is. No kidding. And then you have, like, Scream, where the cops are just body counts. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, that one's not going to make it, that one, that one, that, that was, one. like, the biggest critique for most, for the mm-hmm. later um, uh, Scream movies, like, four or five to an extent, where the cops just didn't matter. Yeah, it's just like, okay, you know, people in a uniform... Chaka Chaka. Yeah. But this movie, know. it's like, I mean, I don't think there were any cops in this movie. There, There's one at the beginning who just tells them, don't oh, stop for nobody. That's right. This is police business, son. Don't mess with Texas. And that's just, that's it. Yeah, and I mean, I, I can get, you know, not telling the people what's going on. Just say, you know, hey, it's, a, it's an active, you know, crime scene. We need you to move. Instead of saying... Hey, you know, there's some dangerous individuals out. We need you to get in your or stay in your car. Just keep driving till you get to, you know, the city line or whatever. Because they're just, out in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Yeah, which is another thing. Like, they are way out there. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> it still bugs me that they go down the, the, um, the hitchhiker Texas, mm-hmm. like, route, right? Yeah. Because they could have just stayed on the main highway and just kept driving. Yeah. And the other thing is, um, oh god, is, uh, Tinker. Mm-hmm. He's able to catch up to them after them being on the road for, like, probably over, like, two or three hours. Because mm-hmm. by the time he go, like, they leave in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. By the time he gets out of the garage, it's, like, nighttime. Yeah. And he's able to catch up to them relatively quickly when Michelle's going flat out mm-hmm. for hours down this road so i don't it that's just like a weird like i don't know nitpick of the movie yeah where there's time warp going on but i don't know i mean I they, they could have had a really pretty golden hour shot over the desert just showing the progression of time but it's like no it's like daytime and then suddenly it's pitch black outside, and it's just like, Whoa. and it's night for the whole rest of the movie. Whereas the first one, the scary part was it was a daytime horror film. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say I hated the movie. I just was so, I don't know, unaffected by it. Yeah, I was kind of on the blah side. Yeah, it's like you know, I love slasher movies, horror movies, obviously, but this no one was just, shit. I know, right? But this one was just kind of like. A little anticlimactic. It was just like, okay. And I mean, even Leatherface in the sometimes, you know, he seems a little on the board side, like, all right, you know, I've got to come after these kids again. No one seems enthusiastic to be in this movie. And we don't get any uh, chainsaw dance in this movie. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we don't get a chainsaw dance. We don't get... No spins. Yeah. We don't get any real chainsaw things. And also... The fact that they have the the new, like, chainsaw gift that says the Saw is family on it is so dumb. That yeah. is a, That was a throwaway line, or a throwaway 
gag line from the second movie. Yeah. And the fact he uses a chainsaw in the first movie is more just as happenstance. It's just handy. Yeah, because most of the kills are done with uh, the mallet. Yeah, the mallet, or, like, you know, Granny throws somebody on a hook, so that's yeah. another one. But it's, it's just bleh. Like, that's the movie. It's just bleh. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't really pizzazzy, it's just bleh. This is the generic slasher sequel I think people make fun of, where it's like, oh, the the X movie in the franchise, this is the ridiculous weird one that kind of just goes off to nowhere. That's this one. It's a ridiculous, it's kind of weird, and it's just bleh. Yeah. Texas Massacre 3, I probably wouldn't recommend it unless you're just morbidly curious. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to work your way through the Texas franchise, I think you have to watch it. Well, for completionist's sake. For, for completionist, yeah. You, you gotta watch it, you know, so you see every last piece of this franchise. But you could save it to the end, right? I guess. I mean, I, I have nothing s- continuity. <laughs> don't worry. Number four, there's zero continuity to the character. Okay, because I was going to say, I don't know if it, you know, leads into four or four is its own other creation idea. Yeah, that's the thing with the franchise. So out of all the continuities of all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, it's the first one and then whatever that movie is. Yeah. So one and two are connected. One and three are connected. One and four are connected. Mm-hmm. And then... With these new batch of movies, it's like one and Leatherface are connected. And then it's like one and the 2022 Netflix one is connected. Yeah. that's It's like the weirdest continuity line, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, with like Michael Myers, there's like three different working continuities if you yeah. wanted to go through the franchise. With Leatherface, it's however many sequels there are. That's how many continuities there are mm-hmm. within the franchise. It's really weird. Yeah. But, um... We're going to watch something completely different to, uh, next week. Yeah, so why don't you tell us what's next in this franchise? And what's well, rounding out the month? Well, I've al- we've already spoiled it. We've talked about it. But we're going to talk about it in earnest. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. It stars Matthew McConaughey, Renee Zellweger. It is uh, released in 1994, if I am not mistaken. And it is... One of the weirdest, bad, fun, weird, schlocky horror horror movies you have seen in a while. I I I envy you who is going to watch it for the first time. Oh, don't envy me too much. I'm a little apprehensive. I mean, I would show you the cover, but I think it it would be a not safer work cover. Oh, jeez. But that's uh, that's next week. Yeah, so I'm not excited, but we will talk about it. And if you want to listen to us on a different platform than you currently are, you can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Yeah, you can go to our YouTube channel, The Film Vault. That's The Film Vault on YouTube. We try to upload at least one to two videos every week. You can like, comment, subscribe, and yeah. But our socials are... We are on Instagram at the Film Club Podcast, where we post uh, daily stories, trivia, uh, upcoming episodes we're working on, and yeah, just other fun adventures we go on. And with that, we'll see you next week at the Film Club. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.